It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. This is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado, taking your calls and your questions, uh, ready to talk about life together. The Bible says that we'd be given all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him, Jesus Christ. And so when we talk about things, we're going to go to the Scriptures. We're going to see if the Lord might give us an answer from the Scriptures. If not, I can't find an answer. I'll be honest with you. I just can't find it. We'll just need to pray, and I'll have to look it up or pray through it. I know there are, on occasion things come up like I've never thought of it that way, and it, it gives something to really grow in and, and iron sharpening iron. Uh, but for the most part, uh, we're able to talk through things and let the Holy Spirit really speak to our hearts uh, and grow in grace together, which is so encouraging. 303-690-3000. You can also text me, 720-336-0897. That's a dedicated line just for texting and if we have openings during the, the call, you know, getting calls in, like right now, no red lights are flashing. So that means nobody's calling. Uh, fill up the lines. Even if you guys are on the East Coast, you're listening to a broadcast that's one week delayed, but the program is on live. So call and you'll be able to talk to me, the host, uh, live, and we'll be able to answer a question and then it'll air one week later on the East Coast. It is live here in... Colorado, and anyone listening on the app, Grace FM app, it is live. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. That's the number to dial to be on the air, taking your calls and your questions. While we wait for a call to come in, let's go ahead and read today's entry, uh, devotional entry for uh, today from Charles Spurgeon. Uh, His devotional is uh, that I use is called Beside Still Waters. Beside Still Waters. And today's devotional is entitled Everlasting Strength. And it comes from Isaiah chapter 26, verse 4, which says, Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Here is the devotional. Some of you have passed through deep waters and have not drowned. Some of you have been sustained for 40 years in the wilderness, and you should know God's faithfulness. Yet I am ashamed that you become disheartened and discouraged. But most of all, I'm ashamed when you fall into depression, for I have been there myself. When your vision is obscured, you walk in darkness and are greatly molested by doubts and haunts with, haunted with fears. You can hardly grasp anything to believe in. It is in this season of acute distress when the world has no comfort to offer that God's word can minister infinite delight as it soothes and heals the heart's sorrows. Surely he who has preserved you in all your previous distress will not desert you in your present adversities. If you had not taken delight in God's word, you would have long ago perished in your affliction. Look back, God has been sufficient so that So what reason do you have to suspect he will not befriend you to the end? 
It is of great comfort to stand on divine faithfulness. May the Holy Spirit help you grasp this delightful truth. Rejoice in the faithfulness of God. You are not poor, for your Father is rich. You are not deserted, for God is with you. If only I could touch your heart and make you see how God is working for you even now. Surely you will be helped. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. 303 Taking your calls and your questions. Opening the Bible together. Here is a question that came through on text while the phone lines are are opening up uh, and phone calls are coming in. My name is Morgan. Hello, Morgan. My question is concerning the verse where Jesus tells us to be wise as serpent but harmless as doves. I have a strong personality, but I still desire to be gentle. What are practical steps I could take in my everyday life to be a strong woman but remain gentle? Thank you. Well, Morgan, that's a great question, and I would first say that God has given you the personality that you have. And uh, there are stronger personalities and there are weaker personalities. And you happen to be one that has a stronger personality. And the good news is, is that you see it and you recognize it. <clears throat> because one of the most difficult things is when a person has a strong personality but doesn't admit it, doesn't see it, and allowing the Holy Spirit to temper it. So let me say one of the first things, one of the first practical steps that you can take is number one, begin to pray that the Holy Spirit will soften the edges of your personality. Begin to pray that the Lord God Almighty would begin to soften the edges of your personality, where you don't lose your personality, but it's softened, uh, and it's not so blunt. Um, Secondly, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit living in you has within you already the gentleness that you desire. Because according to the Bible, in Galatians uh, chapter 5, we are taught what the fruit of the Spirit is. And the fruit of the Spirit is not the works of the flesh. And he says, I say then, uh, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then you jump down Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Verse 23, gentleness. The gentleness that you desire already resides in you as a believer in Jesus Christ. Our response is simply to yield to the Holy Spirit and allow him to live in us, cooperating with him. I use the word cooperation because it it really does... Uh, develop in our minds the picture of agreeing and going along with. The Bible word for that cooperation is obedience and submission and submitting to the the Holy Spirit, submitting to the presence of God in your life, and simply being gentle by faith. I wish you'd call in, Morgan, uh, because I'd like to talk to you about the specifics. I'd like to have a dialogue with you. So I know you text. You may not be able to call in. But I'd love to talk to you about this because I want to apply some of the principles of the Scriptures to your specific situation. Um, But it's more than biting your tongue. It's more than uh, taking 10 deep breaths. You know, sometimes we're looking for practical solutions. We're thinking, well, count to 10. Well, man, 
you know, you can count to 10, you can count to 100 and still be in the flesh. Uh, you can bite your tongue and then when you bite it off, uh, it, what are you, you going to do next? Um, but I just wanted to assure you, according to the scriptures, as a believer born again, gentleness is already in you, waiting to come out and being gentle, wise and gentle, but also, you know, as Jesus was warning us, uh, that as we go into this world, it, it's going to pose its own problems for sure, uh, and we're to be gentle as doves. Uh, we're to be careful, uh, and we're, we're to be uh, men and women that are walking and yielding and cooperating and obeying the Holy Spirit in our lives. 303-690-3000. Phone lines are now full, so I'll go right to line number one. Is Liz in Denver. Liz, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. Um, question I have is, um, so when we do something wrong against somebody, um, Bible says we should ask for forgiveness, you know, confess our sins, ask them for forgiveness with a sincere heart. Okay, what if we do that, and the person that we're asking that from tells us, well, the only way I can forgive you if you is if you X, Y, Z, or whatever, conditions like a conditional forgiveness yes and and then i'll be and then maybe i'll be all you just have to keep asking me until i'm good and ready to to give that to you well when that was said to me what right away came to my mind was shadrach meshach and abednego <laughs> right away that came to my mind and i was mm-hmm. like you know thrown i was like what about what? shadrach meshach and abednego came to your mind what did what did God bring to your remembrance? Um, you'll get to live if you bow down to me. <laughs> okay, okay, I get it. Well, let, let's talk about relationships for a second. Uh, relationships have three parts to them. Uh, my part, your part, and our part. Mm-hmm. And I'm only responsible for my part. I can't control your part. I can't control how you respond what you choose to do, how you choose to react to me. And the true test of any relationship is a trial, is a difficulty. The, the true, uh, a true test, not necessarily the true test, but a true test <clears throat> of any relationship is conflict and mm-hmm. sin, when I sin against you or you sin against me. And if, if one party in the relationship is sensitive to the Holy Spirit and is convicted by the Holy Spirit and seeks to go and make things right, then that person's responsibility has been fulfilled. You went, you asked for forgiveness, you didn't make any excuses, uh, you didn't try to, to justify anything, you admitted you were wrong, you asked for forgiveness. And you humbled yourself before your friend, before the person that, that you're at odds with. It was my daughter. And so her response is going to dictate the direction, the future of your relationship. If her response is, forgiveness, then there's a good chance that we can work through this, uh, we can grow from it, and our relationship can get stronger. If her response is the one you describe, then we're not quite there yet. Although you have released her, uh, you know, you have released her from, uh, you know, any, you haven't, you you repented, you know, you humbled yourself, you tried to make things right, Uh, you've released her from making any, from any other situation to solve this problem than her. And you really, like a tennis match, you put the ball in her court. What she does with the ball will determine whether you guys can play together anymore. I know it's kind of a crude illustration, but you get the point. 
And right now, if she's unwilling to forgive you, um, then we need to wait until the Lord really speaks to her that she'll be willing to forgive you. Um, well, it's so it got so bad to the point that she, you know, she was living in me. She moved out. Right. I mean, I think I know. I think you may know. You know, I've talked to you before. You know, she has my granddaughter Zoe, sure. and you know that just her attitude, like really, really, like spiritually. It, it not just heartbreaks me as a mother, but it, it really, like, concerns me spiritually for her. Well, I know that, um, I know that this is heavy on your heart, and I know it's, it's really been um, a significant a part of your life, but I, maybe, maybe this time of asking for forgiveness is just really a turning point for you, and, and we just need to be praying for her. We, we need to maybe write it down. Um, I'm noticing, yeah. I'm looking at my email right now. Are you the one that emailed me today? Yes. You're the Liz? Yes. Okay. And so, um, you, you, we, we just need to move forward and we need to pray for her. We need to love her. Uh, and we need to wait for the Holy Spirit to really minister to her heart. Uh, and, and that's, and that's, that's what God, with that being said, I just want to tell everyone, you know, no matter how heartbroken you are, God is so good that he has been ministering to me all day today. You know, like he, he made me, you know, remember Hannah, you know, when she was weeping and she couldn't bear children and, yes. and he brought Ecclesiastics, you know, seven, three and four yes. to me and, and God is so good. He is good. And, and you know, there, God's going to restore what has been lost. We trust him. We know that, we know ultimately God is going to restore what's been what's what's been broken by sin yeah. eternally. But of course, for 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 those listening in that have um, issues that are unresolved still with family and and with loved ones, we pray that it would be restored earlier. And we know over and yeah. over again in the scriptures, one of the one of the promises I really hold on to in my life is Joseph. Joseph yes. seemed it seemed hopeless to ever be reunited with his family. It seemed hopeless. That to, to ever experience relationship with his brothers again, how bad of a situation um, that really was, and and how distant he was, and how he didn't even grow up with his family, and how he didn't even get to grow up with his dad, and how he was it's thrown into prison, how he was forgotten, how he was falsely accused, and on and on that list went. Yeah. But, but God, God, he, he, this is this is what He says, and one day we're going to be able to say this. One day we're going to be able in the in the strength of the Lord. We're going to be able to look at the situation and see it where the way the Lord sees it, and he, we're going to be able to say, "Do not be afraid, for I am, in, am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to mm-hmm. bring it about as it is this day to save many. Don't be afraid," He says, "because I'm going to provide for you and your little ones." And He comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And one day, that's coming for these family situations, these things outside of, I mean, and even when you look at it and it gets, seems to be getting worse and it seems to be not improving and it seems like after so many years it should be getting better. Well, you know, Lord, I trust you and I love mm-hmm. you and, and I trust you with these people in my life and I, I trust you with these situations in my life and, and God act and, and come quickly and, and, and we're not going to lose hope. We're going to trust in the Lord um, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take our lives and use them for the kingdom. We're not going to be defined by our difficulties. We're going to be defined by the redemption of Jesus Christ. 
We're going to be defined by his finished work on the cross. We're going to be defined by him intervening in our life. And even though the circumstances are hard and they cut to the heart and we cry at night and cry ourselves to sleep, the Bible says that even though we might cry ourselves to sleep, there's always joy in the morning. And that's what we're going to walk in. We're going to walk in the contentment and the joy of the Lord, and we're going to trust God to work in areas that we can't work in right now. And we can't persuade, we can't talk them into it. You know, if the Holy Spirit is unable to bring conviction into their hearts, what makes you and I think that we're going to bring conviction to anybody's hearts? We're not, but the Lord will. And that's what I keep praying, is that the Holy Spirit come upon her and just... Let her see the light. Just bring the light to her. And just Somehow, keep your heart soft. Open her heart. Keep your heart soft too, because hearts tend to get hard during these times, and the longer that goes, you just we get upset. And years lost with grandkids never can get back. And exactly. And and yet, and yet, you know, we love our grandkids. We love them um, more than love could even be described. But the yeah. Lord loves them even more, and He knows what's going on, and He knows how He's going to fix it. He knows what what his will is. I love it. There's a place with Jesus where it says of Jesus, for he already knew what he was going to do. And I, yeah. I love that because in our lives, God already knows what he's going to do. And he loves our grandkids while we're separated from them. He loves them even more than their mom does, even more than their than anybody does. And I trust yeah. God with my grandkid. I trust God with your grandkid. And I just know the Lord is working. I know that he loves us. And I know that he wants restoration and reconciliation. And it's his yeah. will. We just need to wait for it. Pastor, will you email me back that, um, what you referenced with Joseph? Will you email Absolutely. that? Absolutely. You bet I will. Please. I'll do it after the show, okay? I appreciate it. Thank Lord, you. I pray for Liz. I pray for the situation. Many people listening in that have um, relational difficulties and and um, it's just, man, Lord, it's so hard. It's so difficult. That, that there's so many broken hearts listening right now. And, and we pray for the separation between moms and kids. And we pray for the separation between dads and kids. And we pray, pray for the separation in marriages right now. We pray for the separation of grandkids from their grandparents. We pray, God, that you would just minister to hearts, that you would deliver, like the decision-making people would be, would make the right decision. The ones that have... Uh, Lord, you know what you know what our prayers are. You don't even need to yes, hear them verbalized. You know what they are. You know what you're doing. And I, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Jesus, when you say, for he already Amen. knew what he was going to do. Um, our lives are yours. You want us focused on the kingdom. Your word said not to, your, your word tells me and tells my sister Liz and everyone listening in, your word tells me to seek first yes. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And so, Lord, I, I pray that my heart would just be spent to follow you and to love you, to serve you, and we pray for a breakthrough and a miracle. It just If you could save us, then you can save us relationships before it's too late, Lord, whatever that means. So I just pray for everyone listening in that shares a similar situation. Um, be strong in our lives, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Appreciate you guys tuning in today, whether you're on Grace FM or Hope FM. We're going to move on to line number two in Maryland. It's Linda. Linda, welcome to the program. 
Hey, Linda, I need to push the button. Maybe if I push the button, you're there. I'm sorry, Linda, I pushed the button too late. Let's try again. Welcome to the program. Yes, um, I listen to your program every day, and yes. it's a pleasure to listen. Thank you. And um, like I told you, I have my daughter that um, I have it in my country. I'm from Belize, Caribbean. But I working here for 12 years in, in Maryland with a nice family. I give her everything. I, I just uh, work for them to be um, okay in my country, you know. Uh, our country is very poor. So I think that she, we overgive her too much, right? Okay. And um, now she's not listening to me. She's doing whatever she wants. And uh, I used to be in a bad situation here um, in alcohol. And um, mm. I used to be in a bad, in a bad, bad condition here. Then I, I found um, a friend that she talks to me about God, about well, how God is so good. And then, thanks to good Lord, I find God. And um, now I'm, I'm okay. I believe in God. And I want to follow Jesus. Good. I accept God with my heart. And I'm feeling to baptize so I'm studying right now Good. to baptize me. Oh, wonderful. Yes. But now I have problems with my daughter. They are Catholic. So well, how, about, how about this? Um, I, think I, can, I think we all can grasp that, that the relationship with your daughter is very difficult. So how would we, how would we want, how would you like us to pray for you today? That, that's probably the best thing we can do is pray. How would you like us to pray? What's on your heart? I want you to pray, and I want to pray with you also yes. to just um, ask God to touch my my daughter's heart. You know, okay. I, I'm very really worried about her, and I don't want these problems hurt my my feeling with with God. You know, because sometimes I feel so sad that I don't know what to do. Let's pray. God, you hear the desperation of my sister, and this last phrase really explains it all. Uh, she's in, often in a place where she just doesn't know what to do. I remember, God, how you taught us through our brother James that as we are grasping for knowledge and understanding of what to do, um, this is what you told us. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And in any of us lacks wisdom. And I know, God, if you mean, if any of us doesn't know what to do, that we're to ask you. And you give to us the wisdom that we need. And I pray for my sister, God, on her behalf. And I think any of us listening in, or I'm listening to her on this show, uh, we don't know what to do all the time. Uh, we have no idea how to respond. We, we, aren't, we aren't sure what your will is um, or, or what we're supposed to do exactly or how we're supposed to do it or when. or We need wisdom. We have the knowledge, but we need your wisdom. And I just pray that into my sister's life. And of course, we pray for her daughter. It's obvious that she loves her daughter. 
And it's not your will for us to have all these fractured families and fractured issues. It's just not your heart. And so I pray, God, for my sister. I pray for her daughter. And I look forward one day for her calling back and saying and sharing with us how you've begun to work in this family. But until then, Lord, keep us strong. Keep her eyes on you, that her faith might not fail as she waits for you to give in her heart, drop into her heart the wisdom that she needs. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Okay, sister. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000. Taking your calls, taking your questions. Uh, We're going to move on to line number three is Sarah in Denver, Colorado. Sarah, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. What's up? Um, Well, I heard the text message from Morgan talking about strong personalities. And um, I know that I happen to have one. Okay. tend to come across, I guess, is too assertive or aggressive with a lot of people. Yes. But I, I, I'm trying to figure out why on earth would God make me this way with that type of personality? Um, because I, I have that combined, that, that fierceness, that fighting spirit yes. combined with yeah, crying over stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, well, let's, let's, talk, let's answer your first question real quick. <laughs> Let's answer your first question, because it's a good one. Why would God make me that way? Well, remember that there's a distinction between your personality Mm -hmm. and the fact that your personality is tainted by sin and fallenness. So the fact that there's a strong personality, I can think of a dozen reasons why God would put uh, a strong personality into someone, you know, that... Mm -hmm. But remember, your personality isn't, isn't a pristine, perfect representation of how God made you, because you and I have been whacked out by sin. Yeah. And so it's not exactly... we. That's why God would then give us a new life and temper our flesh with his spirit. Um, but let's talk about that for a second, because as as you think this through... And, and by the way, Morgan just called, so we're going to get to talk to her about it too. Uh, and I see her, her number just popped up. But um, I think I think that... Some of the spiritual gifts mentioned in uh, Romans chapter 12 really are more consistent with a strong personality, like the gift of uh, exhortation. The gift of exhortation comes through a strong personality, you know, like the per- personality of a prophet um, and, and someone that has to say hard things to people. Usually the people that say hard things to people have a stronger personality. Uh, not always, but most of the time uh, they have a stronger personality. God could have given you a stronger personality to keep you safe, uh, to keep you away from stronger personality type of men that would take advantage of you or to speak the truth into someone's life or to bring a new uh, characteristic into your family that didn't exist before. But really you want to find um, how God uses your personality within the kingdom. And the best way to do that is to, to really study the spiritual gifts and see where God has gifted you alongside of your personality. Because if you also have this sensitivity about you where you cry about things, a person with the gift of mercy has that type of temperament as well. And is it possible to have the gift of prophecy and the gift of mercy at the same time? The answer to that is yes. Because a person with the gift of prophecy that doesn't have a sense of mercy in their lives would be overwhelming and just crush people. Well, I've, I've done a spiritual gift inventory before, and um, 
Um, what I came up with, as I recall, was I had the spiritual gift of um, uh, mercy as well as service. Um, that's where I, I just kind of get confused with that kind of disconnect of, well, yeah, I am I am the one who will say the hard things that nobody wants to do whenever there's something everybody's too afraid to do at work that needs to be done right. you know, or said. It, that always falls to me because I'm the only one not afraid to do it. Well, I'll tell you what, we're coming up on right up on the break, so I'm going to put you on hold, okay. and then we'll finish this call, and then we'll take Morgan on the back end, and I'll give you some homework, okay? Okay, thank you. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. We are talking about spiritual gifts, personalities. We're taking your calls. Uh, the lines are full right now, but they'll open up as soon as someone drops. Line is open up. My name is Ed Taylor, pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. We'll be right back on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to Calvary Live. My name is Ed. I'm taking your calls and your questions live here on Grace FM. Grace FM broadcasts from Aurora, Colorado, up and down the Front Range, covering about 80% of Colorado's population. 80% has a potential audience through the Grace FM radio network. And we are also broadcasting on Hope FM radio network on the East Coast. That means you guys in New Jersey, Maryland, Philadelphia, which is not a state, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, New Jersey, New York, Maryland, and Pennsylvania, I think are the states that are covered by the Hope FM radio network and anywhere around the country, around the world on the Grace FM, Hope FM apps. If you're listening on Grace FM, it's live on the East Coast. Uh, it's a one-week delay because of the way we have and uh, the way it's all set up, but you can call during the show because uh, we're on. When you hear somebody on, there's somebody in studio uh, almost always. Sometimes uh, we have to play an encore, um, but it's been really good lately. We haven't had to do any encores, and we're very blessed on by for that. 303-690-3000, we're talking, let's just pick up where we left off. Uh, previously, it was Sarah, Sarah in Denver, talking about spiritual gifts. Sarah, you know, one of the things that we did here at Calvary is I went through uh, the, the seven spiritual gifts in Romans, uh, one by one each week for seven weeks, and we defined them in a way that identified the gift, the strengths, the weaknesses, uh, how it's seen in the New Testament, how it's seen in the life of Jesus, and it it's a little bit more uh, thorough than a spiritual gifts inventory because we give some examples and and some things from the scriptures. If you've never listened to the Bible, if you've never uh, learned the spiritual gifts that way, I think it would be a great little tool for you. Uh, and you don't have to go in order. I would suggest you start with the gift of prophecy, or excuse me, the gift of exhortation. Well, three gifts really go with a strong personality: prophecy, exhortation, and um, and then, of course, the other part that you described was mercy, uh, and and I really do think that's how God wants you know that's how God has you operating. It doesn't it doesn't mean that's the only way that you operate, but it's probably going to be the primary way you operate on the earth and in the body of Christ. Okay, I, I went through and I, I was actually there when you were teaching on that. And oh, perfect. Um, 
I, I went through and I did a spiritual gift inventory as a result of listening to that. Yes. And that was that was part of, uh, again, another disconnect of you've got strong personality, and then I'm hearing the examples of where I think I would be, and then I do the inventory, and I come up with, you know, helps and service, and um, or rather service and mercy, and um, I, I just try and figure out what am I supposed to be doing with my life with the way, you know, just the way I'm made with what I do have already. Obviously, there's a purpose for it. I just am really struggling to find that purpose. Well, I, I would I would imagine if you stepped back from the struggle for a moment and, and watched your life, I think you'd see you're already walking and living in your gifts. And, okay. and as I as I went through uh, and listed where some of those gifts fit in the body of Christ, uh, you're going to find that that, you know, you're going to be a person talking strong words to people. You're going to be a person that's always giving scriptures to people. You're going to be a person, if God's activating that mercy gift in you, then you're going to be a person that sits by somebody, cries with them. Uh, through that, it builds credibility in their life and trust, and the purpose of credibility and trust in your life, uh, in, in the way you're wired, is so that you might speak the truth to them. And and it's, it's, it's really interesting how that happens, because there are times when you have to talk to somebody that's crying and tell them something really hard, and... And you're like, I don't want to say that. Um, but you would have never thought of saying that had God not gifted you with that gift. You say, you know what? You're crying right now, and you're crying partially because of the circumstances, but you're crying also partially because you're sinning. You know, who likes to say that? Yeah. But who's been gifted to say that? You. And who's been gifted to see that? You. And who's been gifted to, when they're reading the scriptures, all you think of is action, 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 you. Mm-hmm. And as you walk in that gifting, you know, for example, you, you might even use that gifting in a Sunday school um, type of environment, or you already see it in work. You already see what that spiritual gift looks like at work when you are in the way that God made you. You just happen to speak up for people who don't speak up for themselves. You happen to do work that nobody wants to do or nobody will do. You just have the boldness to stand up and do it. Um, I think if you stood back from the struggle and think, you know, I'm, what does God want to do in the future and just begin to see what God's doing in the present, then you'll start to discover day by day what God wants to do in the future. For example, in my giftings, I didn't know exactly how God gifted me. I didn't know exactly what God wanted to do in my life. I didn't even understand the gifts like I do now when I was a new believer. But as I began to step out in faith, I mean, I, I would have never. I would have been the last person that you um, that you could have told I'm going to be a pastor one day. I just didn't see it, um, but I didn't see it until I started walking in my gifts. And my gifts were: I anytime they'd ask me to do a devotion, it would always be some strong word. You know, everybody's talking about love and joy, and and I'd come in and go, "You guys are a bunch of rotten sinners, and you need to repent." Um, and and always, you know, not everybody was happy with me, um, and I didn't. I'm 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 exaggerating a little bit it wasn't that harsh um, but it would be a message like the brother before me at a men's retreat would say oh the love of god and the brother before him oh god's so gracious and then ed would come up you know i just think there's sin in here right now and some one of you just you know you yelled at your wife before you came and you need to call her right now and i'm like why do i always have to be the guy that does that why can't i talk about love you know kind of attitude but god was showing yeah. to me oh ed you're going to talk about love all right and, oh, Ed, you're going to talk about grace because that's who I am. But I've also uniquely given you an ability to speak to the heart of men in a way or in, you know, in the heart of women as well. 
in a way that will move them to action to come back to me. And you just discover that over time. And, and then God, then you begin to find, you know, the stronger personality people like you and me, um, we kind of wish sometimes that our personality was less strong, um, that we think we'd miss out on some of the conflict. We'd miss out on some of the difficulties, but guess what, sister, that's how God made us. And that's how he wants to use us. And we're important to the body of Christ. So go back and listen in Romans 12. Go back and listen to exhortation, mm-hmm. prophecy, mm-hmm. and mercy. Okay. And I think as you listen to them with fresh ears now, because it's been a while since, well, I just re- did them not too long ago, but in some fresh ears and just like, Lord, you know where my heart is. I just want to know where else do I fit. And you can even tell God, God, I'm so, I mean, I'm tired of having to be the, this person. It's Okay. He's not going to make you stop being that person, but he's going to comfort you. He's going to encourage you. You know, I remember Jeremiah. Jeremiah wanted to quit. He says, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And God told him, you're going to do it. This is how I made you, Jeremiah. And then Jeremiah comes back and says, oh, I wanted to quit, but his word was like fire in my bones. And he embraced his calling, even though it was a hard calling. And, And I just find that um, we need we need the stronger personalities. I, I happen to have married a woman uh, with a strong personality, and it's a, she was God. Part of the gifting of God for her, why God made her a strong personality, is because Ed Taylor needed a wife with a strong personality. He doesn't need he didn't need a woman that that would not stand up to him. Uh, and and you know that girl don't mess around. She'll stand up to me when she needs to because God knew that's what I needed. And so for her, that's one of the revelations. If you would have told her that years ago, she was like, no, 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 I don't think so. But now looking 28 years of marriage, you can see that her strong personality has kept me out of a lot of trouble and helped me along my path in growing in grace. So there's a lot of reasons. You're just still yet undiscovered. Okay. So can I pray for you? Yes, please. (laughs) Father, I pray for my sister. Uh, every situation is different. It's not the same. It's, her situation is not the same as my wife or not the same as Morgan. Yet, at the same time, there's a lot of things that we share. And and I know it's wearying at times. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard, Lord, to be the the stronger person in the in the... But it's hard, period, being on the earth. It's hard with a different personality. No, nobody has it easier uh, on earth. You You said, Jesus that in this world we'll have tribulation. So everyone, it's not easier for someone else. We all face the same things. Your word says that uh, you reign on the just and the unjust. So even unbelievers have hardships. And even different personalities have hardships. They have their own issues. I think of maybe a softer personality tend to get taken advantage of all the time. And then they got to deal with that and the pain of people using them and, and manipulating them and And so everybody has their issues, Lord. But we also, like Sarah, we want to know our place. And we want to know our gifting. And you're not hiding it from us. You're not trying to make it harder. And yet, Lord, at times it does sense, it does feel like it's kind of hard, Lord. And why? And and we have these questions. So I'm thankful that you have compassion on us. You know that we're just human. And that you're patient with us. Leading my sister. I pray you lead her into the fullness of her giftings and her personality. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ann. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, I had something on my mind, and I just lost it. I don't know where it was. But we are going to go on to Morgan because she followed up on the text for us. Morgan's calling from Cheyenne, downtown Cheyenne, Wyoming. Morgan, welcome to the program. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so you followed up with me, and yes. what's on your mind? So um, you asked, like, where was, I guess, this question coming from? Yes. So that we can have a conversation about it. Well, um, I have an older lady in my life who's very special to me. Yes. And we both have strong personalities, and she um, sometimes we have this this force, this magnetic force that like kind of stops us from having a relationship we want to have. I mean, we're we're both Christians, so we're very um, nice to each other and you know good everything. But I just feel like there's this underlying issue because we both have strong personalities that it stops us from getting to the point in a relationship I would want us to be. And I was, and I feel that since she's older that I should be the more gentle person. Um, but I don't know how to do, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, I would say this, uh, again, I'm thinking of the wisdom that we're looking for in times like this, really ultimately the way you describe the scenario, both of you need to humble themselves, um, before each other. You both need to give in, but if both of you are unwilling to give in, one should be giving in, and it Mm -hmm. sounds like the one that's giving in is the one that's asking the question, the (laughs) one that's really wanting a relationship, the one that's really wanting to manifest the Spirit, really wanting to manifest the love of God, and I think Mm -hmm. of what Paul, or excuse me, what James wrote when he spoke of resisting, he said, submit to God uh, and resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And, and he okay. talked about the wisdom that comes from above, that's pure, gentle. Um, let me get over there. Uh, I'm trying to look for, I think it's in James chapter 3, where he talks about wisdom from above. He says, um, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, Do not boast and lie against the truth. The wisdom doesn't descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But then he says, The wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of the righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And... And it sounds like that's what the Lord's wanting to work into your life so that you can you can really be a friend. You may never get what you expect from this person. Okay. And they may never live up to your expectations. They may never put into a relationship as much as you put in. But I hear in your voice and the, and the context of your question a real love that you have for her, a real mm-hmm. desire to demonstrate love to her, a, an acknowledgement of your own strong will, which is really in your text the only thing you mentioned. Uh, you didn't mm-hmm. share the other side until you called, so it wasn't like mm-hmm. you were calling to put somebody you know, in a worse place than you. You were just like, man, what about me? Why do I have this? Mm-hmm. And so you're the one, it looks like, that's the open one for the Holy Spirit to begin to use, and, and really, Lord, I want to be peaceable, and I want to be gentle, and I want to be yielding to, willing to yield for the sake of my friend, for this woman mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes also to where we view humility as weakness. Yes. And um, I, 
I think the strong uh, personalities with both of us is um, that she has her, you know, her input in my life. And I, I appreciate that. I love that. But she wants me to always do things her way. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't, I want to raise my family the way I think I should raise my family. Where I feel like God is leading me to raise my family and be with my husband. But at the same time, I don't want to, um, you know, go against or make her feel like I'm just like her opinion doesn't matter or anything. But I feel like I always, the only way for me to be humble is to give into everything she says, basically how I feel. And I don't, I want that to not be the case. I still want to, um, to um, be humble and be gentle with her, but I still want to, you know, I'm going to, well, re- remember this: relationships are give and take. Uh, okay. Relationships um, don't always necessarily, you know, if you're going to enjoy a particular relationship, it doesn't always necessarily mean that that you need to find a way to always do things her ways. There are times when uh, you need to put a little bit of resistance. That's why you have a strong personality. Uh, okay. And and you, it's give and take. So you're you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit on where to give and where to take and. And even where to back off, waiting for God to work in their hearts. Sometimes we have to back off and say, well, Lord, um, we've come to the table. We've apologized. Nothing's really happening. Nothing's really changed. So, Lord, we're going to wait on you. We're going to renew our strength and be strong in you while you work in their lives. And we're just going to sit back and wait. You know, we don't always have to. We don't always have to be in a place of, of, man, giving in and being taken advantage of. Sometimes you can just step back and wait for the Lord to deal with it. Okay. Um, it's hard, you know, it's hard on a show like this to talk about every single nuance <laughs> of the situation, but I think as you take the yeah. principles that you share, okay. that we shared from the scriptures and you begin to apply them, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you on when to give in, when to back off, when to really pray, when to, to, to put up a little bit of resistance and say, no, sister, that's sin. Um, okay. You know, that whatever cuz any relationship is going to flow like that and mm-hmm. and it's not always going to be you know relationships aren't always fun they're not always happy go lucky sometimes god puts people in our lives like the bible says the iron sharpens iron and when mm-hmm. iron hits iron there's sparks and sparks fly and heat is generated and friction takes place you know sometimes relationships we get sharpened by the friction and we get sharpened by the 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 testing and the trial okay Okay. Uh, thank you. Can you just pray for me? I can. I can. Lord, I <laughs> pray for you. my sister Morgan and just really this pers- the, t- the topic today, God, that a lot of people seem to be resonating with this particular topic. And we're just asking for you to, to be in these relationships, Lord. I think um, we all have really, sometimes marriages are like that. Sometimes relationships with our kids are like that and at work. And even within church families, there's friction, Lord, that uh, can, can really wear you down and i pray god that you would be a strength to us that you would fill us with your spirit god that you would do great and wonderful things that glorify your name and honor you in all our ways and 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 we admit to you right now god even as we're talking about this we might be talking about other people but if other people were talking about us they would see our imperfections and we admit that to you lord we admit to you that we don't speak from a place of perfection we speak from a place of brokenness uh, we don't have it all together, and we don't know all the answers. But God, may we remain broken before you. And, and like my sister shares, shared, like humility is not weakness. Humility is a place of strength where we humble ourselves before you and we trust you with the outcome. And we trust you with what uh, work you want to accomplish in our lives. And so we just submit to you 
and ask you to, to do what only you can do, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Amen. Jesus' name. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We've had, a, we've had someone online that's been waiting forever. It is Gene. Forever. Gene, LaSalle, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Hey, I got a question for you, and I hope you can answer. And I know that uh, you know Peter and, and some of the apostles were were charged with talking to the um, Jewish people and Paul to the Gentiles and a few others. But how come the the Jewish people are a majority of them? I know there's some Christian Jews out there, but how come the majority of the um, Jewish people don't? Um, what word am I thinking? Uh, accept that Jesus is uh, the Christ or the Messiah? Why are they blinded? Well, that, I would say the answer to your question is the Bible says that they are blinded in part until the fullness of the Gentiles comes. But the reason that they're blinded is because of their rejection of Messiah. You see, up until Jesus Christ came, there was an expectation. As a matter of fact, um, when Jesus did come in his first coming, the expectation was so um, so rich and, and so excited, but but their expectation was that Messiah would come and break the yoke of Roman bondage in their lives. Mm, they were yeah, looking for yeah. a political Messiah. Um, they were looking for a man that God would send to deliver them for the, from the oppression of the world, save the Jewish people, and send the Gentiles to hell in order to fuel the fires of hell was a predominant belief of the day. When Jesus came not as a, as a conquering king in his first coming, but rather a suffering servant, he was rejected. And because of their rejecting, that was passed on, and now they're blinded. They're blinded by their own willingness to not see. Um, I think there's a saying that we use today, there are none so blinded as those who refuse to see. And <clears throat> this blindness it's, uh, it has been given to them uh, until their eyes are opened. And, you know, and that's, that's, a, that's a big prayer of ours, uh, and we know that uh, many, many, in many Jews today are turn, opening their eyes to Messiah, and their the fullness of their hope is being fulfilled by faith in Jesus Christ, the one true God. But um, their blindness is there. The blindness is because they refuse to see. So, on the, their their Bibles must not include the New Testament. Their Bible does not include the New Testament. That's correct. Oh well, that that makes more sense than I see. Well, but let's let's be careful there because. Uh, even with the even with the presence of Jesus Christ in their midst, they refused. And right. even as because Je- Jesus came, what to first preach to the Jew, then to the Gentile, and then the right. first century church was all Jewish, uh, and 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 the predominant the beginning of the first century church, I should say, the beginning of the first century church was Jewish, uh, and then with Cornelius it opened up to the Gentiles, and then God, you know, Jesus um, even spoke of how the outpouring um, in his teaching, now that you guys reject me, I'm going to go to the Gentiles, um, which by huh. definition is non-Jews. Um, now, blinded, the blindedness of the Jew today doesn't mean they can't be saved. Uh, it just explains the, the fact that in, in Psalm, you know, there are many scriptures in the Old Testament that, that reveal Messiah, that Jesus Christ, he fulfilled over 300 prophecies of the Old Testament. So when you think of they don't have the New Testament, don't, don't think of it in terms that the Old Testament didn't speak of Messiah. I mean, the, the Old Testament is filled right. with passages right. of the coming Messiah that Jesus Christ fulfilled over 300 of them uh, in mm-hmm. his first coming. So the evidence is clear, but, but you know, like anything, when you're presented with evidence and you refuse uh, to believe it, 
um, you're going to suffer the consequences of your own decision. So during the the, the um, well, when when the rapture is comes to effect, and and uh, will they will they see the Messiah then, or how does that work? Yeah, you know that that's an un- unfolding of a Bible study. Now, when the Great Tribulation period comes, uh, the the Earth will be filled with uh, those that have turned their backs on God, those that are not saved, both Jew and Gentile alike, uh, and. God is going to begin to fulfill the 70th week of Daniel, which is a last seven-year period that we uh-huh. commonly known as the Great Tribulation period. And the good news, as that's unveiled throughout the book of Revelation, is there's going to be a, a dynamic revival among the Jewish people. And the Bible actually says that all the Jews during that time that believe will be saved. So there's going to be a great outpouring. There's going to be 144,000 Jews uh, on the earth spreading the gospel to begin with. Uh, and there's going to be the two witnesses that are ministering primarily to a Jew- Jewish audience, and there's going to be a great outpouring, and their eyes will be opened, and they're going to they're going to look to Messiah. The Bible says in Zechariah, and they're going to say, you know, is that the one that we pierced? Oh, wow! Okay. It's a great outpouring of uh, of the gospel upon the Jewish people during the Great Tribulation period. All right, well that makes sense. Well, I appreciate you clearing that up for me. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's a great study too, and. You know, God's heart is for the Jew. It's never changed. The Messiah is Jewish. Um, God's heart is for the Jew to believe. But when you refuse to believe, then you're responsible for your refusal. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. I appreciate it. God bless you. Um, 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's see where we are. Uh, let's move on. We got a quick question from New Jersey. Jessica is calling from New Jersey. We got a couple minutes, Jessica. How can I help you today? Hi. Um, I'm calling because I wanted to know if it was stupid to ask God for a new heart if you're already saved. So Jesus said that he'll, God said he'll give the Gentile, uh, the Jews a new heart like I'll, when he talked in the Old Testament. And so when I sin. You know, I'm like, okay, I want to get rid of this stuff, so place in me a new heart. So is that not is that not wise to ask? It depends on what you mean by that. If you mean, first of all, let me say, it's never stupid to ask God for anything. He wants you to come to him with what's on your mind and what's on your heart and to cast all your cares upon him. So never think that coming to God is stupid or at all because he loves you. And if he has something to teach you, he'll teach you. If he has, It's always good to come to God and not to someone else. So let's set that aside. You might have been exaggerating with that word, but it's never stupid to come to the Lord. Um, with this particular question, it all depends on, why, on, on what you mean. If you're asking God for a new heart uh, all the time, and what you mean by that is you want to be saved over and over again, you don't need to do that. Uh, once you're born again, you're born again. You, your old heart, your old fleshly heart that was hard toward God has been replaced by a brand new heart that's alive and in relationship with God. But if what you mean by a new heart is a new way of thinking, a new softness towards someone or something, I mean, we need to be praying for freshness in our hearts all the time. Um, and we might use that language. We might say, God, would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? Um, you know, we might say, God, can you help me to love this person? We might say, God, can you just can you soften my heart toward this person? And what we mean is, God, would you do a work in us 
in this particular situation, I'm a believer and I'm feeling like I'm an unbeliever right now and I'm treating, I don't like this person or I'm, you know, so we, we probably praying like that all the time if we're honest. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, I'm praying like that all the time. Like I'm, I'm praying, God, keep my heart soft. The Bible says to guard my heart because out of it flow the issues of life and, and we can harden our heart toward people. And we can harden our heart toward the Lord. And it doesn't mean we're not saved. It just means we need a, a freshness. We need God to do a new work in us. We need God to bring us to repentance or God why reveal something to us. And and so depending on what language you mean, and even if we, you know, we don't have to be all careful with all our language because God totally knows what we mean. And he totally gets where his daughter is. And even if we don't use the right words, our prayers grow our prayers go through the Son, and He's our advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He will make sure that our prayers get to the Father in a way that are understandable and, and are answered in a way that glorifies Him and honors Him. So I don't think it's stupid at all um, to ask God to have a soft heart toward Him and toward others. No way. I think it's great. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. And uh, how's the weather in New Jersey today? Uh, it's kind of hot. I'm hot. I'm actually going to be in New Jersey at the end of June. I'm I'm going to be at that uh, big Bridge Fest thing in by Old Bridge. Oh yeah, I want to go to that too. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. But is it going to be like super hot and humid? It's probably going to be. Oh man, but I love it. I want to be there. So hopefully, I get to meet you. God bless you. Awesome. Bye bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We tonight we got special special night at Calvary Aurora, testimony night. We open the mic and hear what the Lord's doing through our church family. you got to be here. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow on Calvary Live talking about the things of God. What an honor. What a privilege. God bless you guys. Go to Calvary Aurora for more info. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.